0: Poetry night I've known Roberto for 10 years First time I saw Roberto was at the 2002 uh, Bumper Slam He was competing in a competition with Jeremy Richards And Jeremy Richards' poems about T.S. Eliot And Christina Nation and Karina McGlynn And all these wonderful, wonderful people Um... Man, Roberto, I love you. You're one of my favorite people to come out of the Seattle Slam. Let me say that. Um, I've known you for a long time. My email signature says, quote, because my skin has traveled and my teeth have lengthened, which is a poem, uh, from a line from a poem of Roberto Ascalon. Uh, one of my favorite parts about getting to know all these poets is the way they leave their marks on me. And you have left this very distinct mark on me. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome Roberto Ascalon to Poetry Night?
1: Thanks so much my first poem is called my sister versus the bouncer of hades <laughs> she stands in the doorway half a block of concrete piss streams between the door the yellow lamplit shadow of the legs of the brooklyn bridge and her a lower east side god waiting to get into the underground club. At the door leans He-Dog, Cerberus, tattooed bouncer overlooking the roiling slate black of the East River Styx, stretch marks on his biceps, bearing the distended violence of five years upstate, ears up, on guard, soul fat with black knot <laughs> Scaly-necked Cerberus is at the gates. Two clenched fists kenneled neck to neck across the cage of his chest, each finger fed to the thickness of a roll of quarters. Two sleepy pit bull heads collared in fake gold, blood-tongued along the nail bed from cracking open chicken head skulls outside the drunken chuchi-frito lounges on lower side of Avenue, Avenue D. You can smell the music from down the street, hot oil and stew meat. Dance hall, Raga spitting, fire bombshell. Everybody wants some. He sniffs my sister up and down. We already breaking fire code, he growls. Dead shade ain't getting through my door. The way you think, mama, I know you ain't shade. Bullshit, baby boo. I know you don't know nothing about no damn fire code. It's hotter than hell out here already, huh? She's a white vinyl stiletto boot mob boss. Asphalt longshoreman, snapping velvet rope slipknots between her thumb and forefinger, blowing ambrosia promises out of the upturned corner of her mouth, looking like what she would and wouldn't do had she a man as big as he. All you have to do is slip us in. How hard is that? Streetwalkers draw, hand on arm, he flushes like a coquette. She, a lusty union dues payer with bruiser knuckles, short, black, Triple fat goose jacket bulging over with tits. Unlit camel light dribbling white down the left side of her face. A baggy unkempt fuck you hidden inside one of her cheeks. Smile screwed on so tight she could break the bouncer's crooked hard-on with a nod of her head. He's a pregnant belly cramp ready to breach. Eastside leviathan, hip-hop's true god, doghead, all manhood and time spent watching the flood, watching the people sidewalk their names with cold smoke breath and funk-hungry eyes. Cerberus leans in, hoping to spark some shit up with his neon-pink bodega Bic lighter with the child safety ripped off. She, bitch at the gate, he, Cerberus, guardian of the underworld, ears up and on guard, fat, the black cocksnot, flea-ridden, scaly-necked Cerberus, two clenched lips, each a beefy pitbull-grown rabid from swallowing chicken heads on Avenue D, lower side of Avenue. But don't worry about it, though, because she, she got a plan. Um, I just wrote this one a couple weeks ago um, at this really awesome retreat called Kundiman, which is an Asian American, yeah, totally. It was awesome, dude. (laughs) Um, Yeah, totally. I got this packet, and does anybody know Oliver de La Paz? Yeah, love that guy, right? Like, bald-headed Filipino poet, what? (laughs) Dude, there's like a ton of us. I didn't know I was like fitting a stereotype. Um, so I'm, I'm going through my packet, and I like open up my packet, and like there's a picture of him. Like life's, like a huge picture of him. I'm like, what? Does everybody get a picture of like bald Filipino poets? But it turns out that he was my patron saint. Um, he teaches up here. Love that guy. Um, this is called The One True Sandwich. And it came from a conversation And the topic of the conversation with my um, dyad partner was um, lunch, the one true sandwich. Consider the thick-cut, smoked turkey sandwich with fruit compote on a baguette. Scarred, sharp, and peaked on its back, averse to both incisors and polemics, layered with Dijon, red onion, frijon, and finished with a good Jarlsberg, the bottom drenched through with port sweet apricots. Imagine the meaty foundation of it all. Here is the question. Would this sandwich taste different upside down? (laughs) Which is, of course, another way of saying is the thing always the thing? The one true sandwich is not a unitary idea, neither lump sum nor melange, this is no gumbo. It is the better part of discretion, which is to say each ingredient ought desire only itself while keeping faith in its rightful place in the gustatory universe, a contradiction. The one true sandwich is a matrix of occurrence, a simultaneity, eye, smell, sound, taste, texture, throat, tongue, tooth, touch, bud, bite, mouth, feel, swallow. The question spins the entire universe onto its head. No yoga at the lunch counter, only the thing in and of itself. You say, a cheese by any other sheep. Perhaps I ask another question, what does the thing want to be? Then savor as Shakespeare rolls over in his grave. (laughs) Um, This is another one from Kundiman. Um, uh, It was written and there was a couple constraints. Uh, One was, uh, the the prompt came from uh, uh, this awesome poet named Matthew Oldsman, and one of the constraints was to use the word word warden and foist, and um, then use two facts. And one of them was about Hera, and one of them was about, the Sahara, um, which he gave on these little index cards. It was really awesome. It's called The Milky Way and Other Natural Wonders. Jealous warden of her own godly tit, Hera, refuses the little brute Heracles, bastard carved out of her name, and rather than feed the boy foisted upon her, squeezes herself into the universe spraying white into the night sky like so much diamond graffiti and births the Milky Way. Wish I could do that. Well, not starve babies. Be so legendary as to create marvel by accident. Spit the Pacific, piss the Colorado, carve the Grand Canyon with a nocturnal emission. Think big, they always say. It's the the trying Sometimes I I try so hard. All I have to show for it is this thin, inky paper. No natural wonder, no glittering sky. They say there are sand dunes in the Sahara that reach 600 feet in height. Look at them, undulating sepia, little mountains growing larger by the day. I carved a grain of sand once. How you guys doing? Yeah? All right. I'm gonna introduce you to a couple of the most special, wonderful, beloved people in my life. Um, that's my mom, her name is Joan. Say hi to Joan. Um, and that's my beloved fiance, Annie. Uh, we're getting married soon. How the nature shows on television, how the nature shows I used to watch on TV sometimes remind me of high school boys. The troop runs a lusty pack, wails along the forest floor like daughterless fathers, gibbers, grunts like a drunk parade, hunts a hapless colobus monkey from branch to branch, which succeeds in trapping itself in the canopy of the gnarled mahogany tree, the alpha lurches up the trunk and with one brute fist punches the monkey to the ground, surrounded now by half a dozen bodies, each glistening with a face full of teeth. The monkey is stretched at the wrists, the blood-spitting image of Jesus on the cross, whose face is crunched open by the squat-drawed throng, disemboweled, divvied to a hunkering crowd, the weak and the last waiting for a handout. One lopes off with an armful of guts. Another breaks the legs akimbo. Screaming erupts from everyone around. Bicep muscles in the monkey's right arm flex tight while the left drapes softly across the chimp's back in a shallow embrace as the chimp shakes its face into the rib cage to tug out the lung. At last, the dying fingers of the monkey's hand gently cup the chimp's cheek just behind the ear a quiet intimacy, whereupon a tide of jealous squeals rises from the others, whose mouths are neither half as full nor quite as wet. I realize I just introduced my mom and Annie right before that Oh, What was that? That's so weird. <laughs> why did I do that? Oops. <laughs> that was weird placement. That's like the wrong song on a mixtape. You're like, why the fuck did you put that on? <laughs> um. All right. Here's, another, here's Here's one that I could have that I could have done right there. Um, <laughs> 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 um, this is called uh, who knows who knows nina simone anybody knows nina simone nina simone dude she is a motherfucker dude um uh, also goes by the name of high priestess of soul um let me make sure that i have okay great <clears throat> so this is called love song for the high priestess of soul Nina, why are you so mean? Nina, how many blackbirds you eat this morning? Nina, LaShira told me I could pass for high yellow. What do you think? No? Nina, why are you so mean? Sister Mother, why are you so clean? You ain't got no moss, no boss, no hog moths, no Yosemite Sam comes knocking on your door. You ain't no rabbit, brer, or otherwise. You never pick nothing but you. God damn you, me. God damn you, old pirate. God damn you. Know I ain't got no more hair. <laughs> me, I just want to be your true love, your true love, your true love. I want to be your true love, your true love, your true. Don't let the white boys put brown sugar on the peaches, please. No. They sweet like they is. Ain't no boys come over your hedge without permission, she said no. Jenny just as soon say kill 'em now as kill them later. But still, when you put saffronia on the stove, the kitchen smelled good like coffee in a bowl. And I like coffee. Coffee got me feeling good. And Sarah, why don't you eat you got no teeth? Too much sugar in your bowl? You don't have to pick nothing no more, no banjo, no cotton, no lovers. Let me do the picking. Let me be your true love. Let me be your true love, your true love, your true love. Let me be your calloused hand. Let me be your black freighter. No, you want me to go slow? Oh, hell no, no letters, no jail, no Birmingham, no turn the other cheek. You think me a fool? Let me be your true love, your true love, your true love. Let me be your- no, Nina, why are you so mean? Why you so mean? Who salted the master's field? The master's saddle? Who salted the earth by the poplar trees, dear Nina? Because it was me. It was me. I high-stepped at the cakewalk and won a prize. Won a prize, Aunt Sarah. A date with my sweet thing. My sweet thing, my sweet thing. I'm too old and lonely here. My old bone got a heartache. Nina, Nina, why do you got to be so tough? Why so leather? You ain't have to ride no more that nag. Put the saddle on my back and the stirrups round my thighs. I want a date with Miss Nina so I can cook in the kitchen. Make coffee milk on the stove. Pick me, pick me. Let me be your true love, your true love. Let me be your true love, your true love, your true love. Are you you guys doing okay? You sure? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Just checking. Um, This is uh, a little one one about language. It's called Oh Penmanship. Oh Penmanship! Oh Great Squid Mantle. Oh Giant Manta Ray. Manta, me good, oh, Manta Ray Manta. You flying black wind, you blaby back sin. Baby, my baby, an apple, my cheek, my cut apple sweet. Apple, my back, oh, cider piss love. River, my bottom, and silt over my sun. Stonewall, my rib cage, run chalk round my eyes, but only when we are alone. Rumble my streets, oh, great Valkyrie ye my liaison, you fat-braided Viking, and cleave to my chest, O oh razor-silk weaver. Swim into my net to lyre up my tortoise. liar me good, my good little liar. Sheep up my face, you great wall of language. My wallet, my sheep god, nail down the skin of my teeth. Seize all my enemies with a sea of anemones. Lay siege to their castles with a nectarine shiver. Laser the night till the cats cross the moon path. The flying black kittens with their black powder mittens. Booming sky paws with eyes full of opal. Kittens like a feathery plague. Vengeful wrath kittens, a spider sack full of kitteny anger gods full of impatience drumming their claws and stroking their triggers, guns under the table in new sharkskin jackets with tails all a-swishin', mad because the waitress spilled the bottle. (laughs) Yeah, um... So I'm afraid to ask, how are we doing on time? Are we okay? Yeah. Um, so I I would like to read just two more. Um, let's see. There we go. This is another one um, about having grown up in New York, um, and. It's, it's interesting. I always read with the page, and everybody here reads around with the page. But I was um, kind of born out of slam poets, and like, um, they never read off the page. It's kind of sad because I feel like this is kind of like orchestrating music, um, and each poem, while being an extant thing, it's it's it exists on the page as a poem on the page. Um, it also can be played like a score. You know, you can, you can never, you know, depending in the hands of a good poet, like you can hear many different poems um, spoken in, in different ways. So, I'm going to try and play this one a little differently. Um, this is called "Why We Piss in the Elevators." <laughs> it's an elegy for New York in two voices. I usually read this one with a friend of mine, Damon. Why are we pissing the elevators? Because we have small bladders. Because we have big bladders. Because we can't wait for the doors to open. Because our elevator does not belong to us. Because our cocks were in our hands anyway. <laughs> because something is wrong. Because we were afraid not to. Because we want everyone to know we are. Yes, we are. Because we want you to smell our insides. Because it is the truth. Because the bodega made us do it. Because we remember what it was like to walk the dirt road, kick sand at the skinny-ass chickens. Because we don't know any better. Because we can't care anymore. Because you never cared anyway because we dropped the pretense. Because fuck you. (laughs) Because fuck this. Because now it reminds us of home. Because we ran out of room on the lease agreement signature line. Because shame is a commodity to to be auctioned, bought and sold, none of which earns regular benefits or overtime pay. Because no one is looking. Because the kid from the seventh floor says he ran a train on your cousin. Because you kept throwing your empty 22 bottles onto the court from the rooftop. Because somebody deserved it. Because we are not afraid. Because only an idiot, a martyr, or a criminal goes to prison by choice. Because the super will clean the mess. Because our mothers will arrange for the hearse. The only exit in an elevator is hidden in the ceiling. Because if we believe hard enough, our cocks can make music. Because of the dogs in our blood. Because of the guns under the pillows of our eyes. Because the Sharpie ran out of ink. Because it is our want. Because you can't turn the commercials down coming through the bedroom wall. Because on late summer evenings... After the barbecue, you do it in your neighbor's pool, on the brown spot in your lawn, the side of your tool shed, and we are jealous. Because we do not fear the body. Because we do not fear the body. Because we can always wait for our floor. We just can't wait for the doors to open. And um y'all better buy the anthology because this poem right here is in that puppy. And go ahead and buy it. You probably already have. Mom, you got to buy the anthology. How many
0: books
1: would you like? <laughs> <laughs> like the and the whole. For 500? <laughs> well. <laughs> easy now, Mom. That's my inheritance you're spending. Um. <laughs> All right. Um, so this is actually for uh, Annie wanted me to read this, um, and this was written um, uh, this is written about my mom and dad. Um, and this will be about Annie in the future, even though I wrote it before I met her. Yeah, totally. It's like weird, weird psychic. I knew this was going to happen. It's called Sound of the Digital Clock. My wife is sitting at the kitchen table. In front of her is a cup of cooling tea. She is angry, and her eyes are not here with me. She's looking out at the dawn, breaking through the window, and she is fantastic. She turns to smile at me, and I know that she wants to kill me (laughs) over breakfast at the kitchen table. She wants to kill me because of the sound of the digital clock. Because she loves me, because she is too much, too beautiful. Because there is dirt under her nails, because the coffin yawns when it is sleepy. She wants to kill me because she loves me this morning forever. Because she is angry at the plastic placemat, because it has remained the same color all these years. Because me, my skin has traveled, me, my teeth have lengthened. She wants to kill me looking out of the window because of the sound of cotton sheets against my unshaven cheek. And yes, yes, you faker romantic. Yes, you cherry-faced postcard. She wants to kill me because of love. Yes, she loves me so much this morning. And her love is massive. And her head slowly turns on its smooth axis, turns to look at me this morning. And I know the omega of all things. And that smile is the impossible curve of the only blinding horizon. And her eyes are the first supernova. And I am laid down, I am laid down on the floor, the floor, the sad, sad linoleum, smelling her pajamas. And her smile has killed me. And I am laid open, yawning at the breakfast table. Thank you so much, everybody! What up, What up, all you Roberto Ascalon, ladies and gentlemen, give him a hand. Are you serious?
0: So the microphone, I'm gonna... I'm feeling it already.
1: This thing has a spirit. Oh, my God.